Right. All right, we are back for the post show. We uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Talk about surprise, awesome beer. Yeah, huh? that was that was not expected, especially with the last few Dave beers. Now, as I was saying before the show started, Dave is usually giving us great beers, so it's not Dave's fault. But the, that last yeah, uh, well, three ninety nine my... was like <laughs> train wreck. That Devil's Tower thing. Yeah. I was talking with him on Twitter about it, you know, mostly DMs. But uh, you know, out that area by Mount Rushmore and stuff like that, it's just—it's all tourist traffic. It's mostly bikers, so you, you can kind of imagine that the brewery doesn't have much motivation to make world-class product when it's all tourists and yeah. bikers and. It, and who knows? Maybe maybe the brewery sort of lucked upon a a good. Well, like I was, I was like they put they superimposed an American flag on the you know on the mountain like, or an eagle right an eagle face on the mountain like oh. you gotta understand like what their market is yeah. Well, I mean they named it after a country singer, so it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was awesome though. Yeah, great way to start. Really great way to start. Yeah. I mean, I had one earlier today because Dave sent me two of them. And because of the snake bittenness that we had recently, I wanted to make sure. I'm like, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna put the honey pills on the show. And I drank it. I'm like, well, that's pretty good. And I wasn't in show mode, so I didn't realize how good it was. But I enjoyed it. And like, yeah. went, and I'm like, let's do this tonight. Okay, so lots of things to talk about. Where to start? Well, we'll talk about my trip to, te- to yeah. Texas. Tell me about uh, it. So I uh, flew down to South. Padre Island, Texas, which is, uh, as I said before, just north of the Mexico border, like like just north, like 10 miles north of the Tex-Mex border uh, on the east side of the um, Texas turns into like a, almost a peninsula. I mean, it's not a peninsula because it's part of Mexico, but if, mm-hmm. you, if you were just, if you take that part and and subtract Mexico from what it would look like in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but so that, that sort of tip at the bottom. And there, there's little bits uh, of land that, that are little islands on the Gulf Coast, and that's mm-hmm. where it was. So it was like, the whole time it was high humidity and like, uh, depending on the temp, depending on time of day, between uh, close to 100 degrees and... Really, uh, in November, and, and like Jeez. seventy degrees or so, with a lot of humidity. So yeah, it was uh, not not my favorite time of year. not my favorite temperature, but it was definitely interesting. A big break from uh, from Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. you, know, you go down there in in uh, in jeans and you come out like oh I got to put shorts on. But of course, while I'm, do- I'm I'm there for work, I'm not there for play, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm wearing you know. A, a nice shirt and nice pants and nice shoes, so not right. not a great environment to be in. Then, unfortunately, we're inside and, and doing training all day. Right. So, um, so, so you know, it, it, it was it was a good experience. Um, I won't talk about the work stuff, but so the, one of the coolest things there that they had was they had this place called Ceviche Ceviche. Okay, and I have some pictures of it that I'll show you, but. It was a ceviche place that they they open at twelve and they close when they're out of ingredients. Okay. 
they have mahi mahi and shrimp and tuna, uh, and the they have a whole bunch of other ingredients. It's almost like a subway in a sense that you choose the ingredients to put into your ceviche. Okay. So how's that work? Because doesn't you don't you want it to all meld for a long, long time? It's no. Well, I mean, the ceviche you want, you know, the ceviche is, of course, cured over, you know, over sure. a day or something. I would think you want the, like, well, like, what what do you mean by ingredients? You're talking about, like, carrots and onions, or are you talking about, like, what are you, what are you talking well, about? So, okay, so here is the the standard that I got, which oh, okay. is, uh, it's Mahi Mahi and Shrimp are the, are the fish, and then it's cilantro, tomato, red onion, and... Cilantro, tomato, red onion. There's avocado on it. And avocado. So those things, the cilantro, the onion, the tomato, and the avocado. Oh, the avocado is obviously fresh. So you have four things, four four ingredients with your... So the the onions aren't marinated in the juice or anything. They're fresh. Okay, I see. It's chopped right in front of you. So uh, this is what the poke looks like. It's what's a po- bit what's poke? But... It's a Hawaiian dish, so it's, it, it's sesame marinated tuna. Oh, okay. Uh, with um, and the, the other ingredients are sort of around. There's, there's jicama, and there's pineapple, and there's cabbage, and um, it's green, green onions. onions yeah. uh, it was very good, but the ceviche was, was better. And so this is this is what this is what the. Uh, you can go through a couple. Of okay. Yeah, it looks like a subway. There's a cutting board, yeah. and there's a bunch of little uh, trays for different ingredients. You got it's like some radishes and there's all there's all types of stuff there. There were sure. great there were all types of you know, there's sweet. There's those like, grapes or those yeah quince? there were grapes. There was mangoes. Okay. There were there were grapes. There were strawberry. There all there was all types of, of sweet. What's this savory. white brown stuff here? Uh, I think that was coconut. Oh, coconut. Okay. Uh, so a whole bunch of different stuff that was there. The, the, That's pretty cool. The one I ended up getting was so the last one I got because I, I got uh, I, I, I got one. So I went back. It was so good. <laughs> never been to never had a sweet mm-hmm. place like that. It was awesome. Right. Um, so I got let's see. I, I had mahi mahi and shrimp the, the mix with uh, green onions and a red onion, avocado. Extra juice, tomato, and then I added to it because it was six nine six nine cents for every. Is this the other one? Is that yeah? Six nine cents for each additional agreement. I added cucumbers, capers, and that might have that may have been it. Extra juice, and oh, it was fantastic, <laughs> uh, and, and cilantro, and it was awesome, and. Um, you know they gave you crackers and stuff to eat with it. It was and look at that. I mean, just a yeah. great. And it was that was like ten bucks. <laughs> oh, that was good, man. I could imagine. I I would go back. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you know they had a tip jar. And I, I put you know ten dollars in, in, in a tip jar. Like oh, this, is, this is awesome. I love it. Love it. <laughs> so good. It's making me hungry. Yeah, so that that was the that was the coolest thing about that place. And never had never been to a place like that. Uh, and I, don't, I, I would highly recommend other places come up. With that it idea. really does look like a subway. They have the the, the uh-huh. ingredients in front of a white cutting board. You know, it really looks like a subway, but yeah. they're putting stuff in ceviche. That's cool. 
So that's a neat idea. And and cheap. I mean, 10 bucks for a oh, yeah. huge thing of ceviche like that. Oh, yeah. That's cool. We're drinking the Rodenbach, the rest of the Rodenbach 2012 Vintage. Mm-hmm. It'll be an opened night. We interviewed Rudy Aguirre. Okay, so here's... I, I sent this to you, or I put this in the general chat. There uh, are, are, are... We have a little Slack network mm-hmm. in the general chat. There's... Um, there's this thing that somebody posted in one of the chat rooms that is... Oh. The textbook thing of a deepity to me. So a deepity is is, is coined by Dan Dennis. It's a something that that is um, it seems profound. It seems profound, but it's is either trivial, is either just trivial or superficial, or, it's, or, superficial or plain false. Uh, and so this was one of those things. In the shadow of every yes is a no. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, that's it. it well, it seems like so. It's. It's drawn on a note card right. with pencil, and the top part is the wall. So think of a wall and a floor, right. and the in the crease, the seam between the wall and the right. floor. And on the wall, it's in negative, so the wall's black. And imagine shine on that wall with light is in the shadow of every yes is big. Right. Other on the floor is a no and the no is conjoined to the yes like so it's like, it, like it's like the, the shadow, shadow of the yes right. so yeah it seems deep but there's a couple things the no doesn't line up with the yes quite right and just in general what the fuck does that mean? like what's the point you're trying to make yeah. it, it, like, it sounds profound it's, it's in it sounds way. profound when you read it and then you're like it's like it, it's like when you see. Actually, if it was flipped, it'd make more sense. The shadow of every no is a yes. I think. I think it makes. I don't know. It, they're both horrible. They're both horrible. But I think the other one kind of is is more optimistic. It's like you can you can you can come to I, a consensus. I just, think you're, you can, I, I just think that's because you approve of yes more than no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just don't. I, I have no idea what that even means. But it's just the wording makes it sound. It, it's sort of like the um, Carter Cult Science, where they take science terms and put them together, so it, it sounds sciency. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know anything about science, so where did you find this? What was the context of this it, it was, picture? It was in a chat room where somebody was posting something, and, and I'm not sure where they thought it was profound or where they thought it was silly. And I was like, and I got that, and I was like, that is. The oh, so no one was actually using it. No, no. Okay. And I was just like, that is the stupidest thing. <laughs> but there was another one they posted. Uh, a similar kind of deepity. Um, if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. If it's an egg is broken by an inside force, then life begins. Great things happen from the inside. There are a couple things wrong with this. And they show, they show a chicken egg with like a crack in it and then light, light pouring streaming, in it, yeah, out. streaming out. So first of all, I I will dare you to go to the supermarket, get a pack of eggs and put them in an incubator and see what happens. <laughs> Nothing. Because those are unfertilized eggs and I'm sorry, they're not going to turn into chickens. Period. They're unfertilized mm-hmm. eggs. Second, there are situations in nature where there has to be extra force from the outside to burst open an egg to help 
right. things come out. It's, I don't know whether it's, it, it's super common, but it definitely happens. So as a general rule, this doesn't follow. Right, but even if you had a bird who breaks themselves out of an egg, and you break the egg at the right time... Yeah, you're fine. So this, this is somebody taking supermarket eggs and thinking that they... Man, if you just incubated them, they'd be fine. I, I think it's just someone trying to make profound deepities. Like, that, that's the other thing. Is that, yeah, I don't think that they actually believed that you could take any old egg and get it to incubate. I bet most people do. Because I know that I, for a while I didn't know that. Hmm. The one thing I don't know is um, how an, a chicken egg actually gets fertilized. Uh, I think you know. I mean, but it happens inside the chicken, right? Yes. Still? Okay. Yes. Like you don't spewge all over an egg that's already out. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I've, but I've never seen it. I don't know exactly the process, but I guess they climb on top and... Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, I, I haven't seen ducks fuck, but I know that duck has a corkscrew penis, right? So, uh, I mean, it's like... Yeah, yeah. If only we had a tool to watch ducks fucking. I don't think it exists. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's it's just yeah, it, it, it's this <laughs> nonsense stuff. Um, Deepities. Well, I did. So I saw your thing. I did look up deepity and the definition of deepity. So yeah. I didn't ignore that one completely. I did look it up. So you it, should be proud. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So let's see. What else we do? Uh, I, I sent you this one. I love this. Uh. I saw it. Uh, it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a black image with white text on it, and the text simply says, "If you're reading this, you've been in a coma for almost twenty years. We're trying a new technique. We don't know where this message will end up in your dream, but we hope we're getting through. Please wake up." And so you send this to somebody, and you're like, "I think when I sent you, it's like this is weird symbols. I don't understand it." <laughs> <laughs> you did say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got me thinking. I think that was like after I listened to that whole um, simulation, you, you know, reality <laughs> simulation thing, and got me thinking about like, <laughs> you know, am I in a coma dream? Yeah, what, what is this? What uh, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you try that, and you're like, you just hope somebody will, will you know, it's it's fishing. It, it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's fishing like spammers do, but you're just fishing for somebody to like fall for it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm in a coma. I must wake up. Spend the rest of life trying yeah, to wake up from it, the coma. I, I love just sort of the silliness and the uh, the absurdity of it. Wow, look at that funk. Look at that funk. Jeff is talking about the, oh wow, the uh, the funk at the bottom of his glass, which is what was the bottom The dregs of the, the Rodenbach. Holy cow. That's like a week's worth of vitamin B12 right there. Uh, one of my more retweeted things in history was a picture of Will Ferrell as uh, as Harry Carey right. when he said Cubs win and at least at least three people retweeted that yeah so I mean how do you feel about the Cubs breaking their I think it's great I mean look streaks are made to be broken mm-hmm. you know streaks are made to be made and made to be broken and I don't you know I, I don't believe in curses or anything like that right. uh, I'm glad that the psychological do, pressure. Do you think that the curse is the psychological, the self-perpetuating, can't win type thing? I, I think that there is a psychological component that is real. 
in the sense that it's in effect. I was people. watching the tenth inning, right, and I forget which pitchers they were, but they pulled this relief out, and he was doing awesome. And you're a baseball Lester. guy; you understand this a lot better than I do. But well, Lester it, was was on like almost no rest. He had pitched a lot. And right. he still went three innings, and he gave it. He gave his all. Oh, right! But and he was killing it. it and then he. You, but you can't keep somebody out there for I, more. I know, but and again, you're the baseball guy. Yeah. I watched one baseball game this yeah. season, right? So I, I but I, I did appreciate he was killing it. He was getting, you know, and then he walked a guy, and yeah, maybe he was spent. Maybe his he got you know beat psychologically, but then he walked a second guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when they yanked him, or maybe maybe three things happened. I'm trying but... to remember exactly what happened, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it was similar to that. But yeah, that you you keep the guy in in a in a game like that, seventh game. You have no, there's no tomorrow, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You respect somebody, and you know you had he had a three run lead, and once he put the once the tying run was on was at the plate. That's when they said, okay, we'll bring in somebody fresh. And there was their closer, who's great, but also he had pitched like the last couple of games too. So it's like there was nobody they had who was super fresh. Right. Uh, they could, what do you do sometimes in, in these seven, game sevens? You bring in your starters because there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't, you know, bring them in. They're, they should well, especially this game yeah. seven, right? It's yeah. not like it's the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And if you win, you. You've used your entire pitching yeah, lineup, yeah. and you have nothing for the finals. You know this is the finals. So, and you know the Cubs are also in a more precarious situation in uh, late innings and, and going into extra innings because they have to get those extra three outs. Mm-hmm. Cleveland right. doesn't. Cleveland, if they get the lead at any point, they they win. Uh, the Cubs, right. they need to get the lead and keep it for three innings. That's the thing about baseball, and you know, and and as. Uh, Greg was on, you know, our friend Greg in New Zealand was like paying attention. And oh, he's a big, he's been yeah. a big Cubs. Fan. Oh, I'm sure he's a he's a baseball fan. But you know, as as I mentioned to him, and, and I'm sure he knew, but also just to sort of put out there, you got to get those outs. That's the thing about baseball is you, you there's no clock, mm-hmm. you can't run that shit right. out. Mm-hmm. You got to get those outs. You have to throw the pitches. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm looking for for a while. Like when they were. Eighth, ninth, tenth innings for the Cubs. They're like, we can't fuck this up, you know. And they're doing like, like the switching guys out, you know. It just like, and he gave it up for Cleveland too. Who, yeah. you know, great comeback, really tried hard. I mean, it was a oh, great yeah. game. Uh, there, I don't think, maybe like, especially if you watch the later innings of that game, you you were involved, mm-hmm. even if you didn't care about baseball. Oh sure, shit was happening, and it oh, was yeah. tense, and it didn't matter. That baseball can sometimes be really slow. That only accentuated the tension. As sure, opposed to sure. The to um, the visualizations they have yeah. where they showed where the pitches went and stuff. You know how close they were to the strike zone. Those are very helpful for the newbie user. Yeah, for sure. Newbie watcher. Um, did you see the tweet that Sports Center retweeted? It got some news. Uh, some baseball guy or. You know, yes, the, the, the guy from two years ago. Two years ago, yes. yeah. He tweeted uh, the Cubs versus the Indians in extra innings. In, two, in 2016. In 2016. And, and the seventh game, extra innings, the apocalypse happens. Right. So the joke was the two teams... So it sounds like, oh my god, how do you do this? But really, it, it's a pretty easy joke, right? joke is the two teams who haven't won it in the longest amount of time. Right. 
stretching the series out as long as it can go. Right. And the world ends before either team can win. Right, right. Right? I mean, it's an easy joke. But when I first saw him, like, holy shit. It's definitely easier with the funny... I mean, the the, the, the only thing he did was he nailed it in two years instead of three or four or five. Or 20 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the... And it's also, I mean, the novelty of it happening... I mean, also the novelty of not only did it happen that we got to the ninth inning Mm -hmm. and got into extra innings... But then there was a delay. <laughs> then there was a situation where the game had to stop. It wasn't the apocalypse. It was just a rain <laughs> delay. But there was a situation where the game actually had to stop. That's the kind of thing that's just like, it, it kind of added the cherry onto the top of right. that, uh, of that situation. Right. I mean, the umpire had a great reason, right? I mean, it's oh, extra yeah. innings of game seven. We don't want a sloppy, we don't want a sloppy win. Yeah. We want the team that wins to win it so it made perfect sense it was only 17 minutes right so. yeah, it was, yeah it wasn't that t- it wasn't that but it was uh, yeah it was a great game it was, it was really really fun to watch even though I, I don't have a legitimate interest rooting interest in either team I was just happy to see good baseball and happy to see a good baseball mm-hmm. game really and it was it was a great baseball game it was it was a game that, that will bring new fans to the sport even though I'm not saying that you're going to turn to a fan or everybody watching a fan but there are going to be people who watched that? That I were like, oh wow, this oh, is what the game. Yeah, I mean, the game was engaging. The yeah. game engaged people. There was drama. It wasn't like the previous game where what the Cubs won seven to one or something like that. Yeah, that happens in, in that does that didn't really happen a lot. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, that happens in, in World Series where they're you get blown out and then there are tight ones. You get blown out mm-hmm. and there are tight ones. And these were these were this was supposed to be thought to be a pitcher's duel. It didn't turn out that way. But pitcher, because pitch, pitch, to a pure baseball fan in general, pitchers' duels are, are the more exciting because they're super tense. Mm-hmm. Like a one nothing game is a really really exciting game because any little thing can you know um, any little thing can cause enough chaotic things to happen where a run comes in. And so a one run game is one of those things where there's a super amount of tension. During the game, now I mean, I, I, it's probably the same in a hockey game or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? But is but there's just I mean, it happened this week. The um, Columbus Blue Jackets, relatively new team, never won anything, beat the Montreal Canadiens ten to nothing uh-huh. in a game. Yeah, well, that, uh, it was the that worst was... loss the Canadians. I think I think it was the worst loss the Canadians have ever had, and the Canadians are the winningest game in hockey. In hockey, yeah. Team in hockey. And for a while, they were in sport, and the Yankees mm-hmm. overcame them. Okay, but. Uh, 26, it's 20, they're 26, I think, and the Yankees are at 27. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're close, but then again, you know, you can say, well, when the Canadians started, they were only like six teams or 18. Well, when the Yankees started, they were only like yeah. 18. So right, right. But, yeah. I mean, when I saw that, the, the Canadians got blown out 10 to nothing. It was like, you know, it's like, like the Penguins' all-time record against Canadians is... Not good. And granted, for the first 20 years of Penguins' existence, uh-huh. you know, it was really, really, really not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Penguins are 50 years old now. So the last 30 years, the Penguins have been a lot more competitive against Canadians. But, you know, just, just seeing that, it shocked me. Like, one of the worst losses the Canadians have ever had. Those, the, you expect in any 
if, if you get into statistics, yeah, all. I mean, big enough sample size. I mean, they've been yeah. playing for a hundred and some years. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a There's horrible be wild blow. fluctuations, and, and and those, but but in general, those are gonna be you know tightly controlled. So they're gonna be they're gonna be variances that are gonna mm-hmm. be a very they're not gonna happen often at all. So it's gonna be an interesting thing, but it's gonna be like, well, okay, so things out of circumstance happen. But what we're concerned is is the trend line. What we're concerned is with uh, the overall sort of standard. And it's weird in sports because people change, things change all the time, but there is still a consistency that comes mm-hmm. through, which I can only attribute to some sort of cultural aspect. Because as, as far as I know, there's no natural reason why the Canadians should be any better an overall team than another team, especially. I mean, they got out to. I mean, statistically, they took an early lead, you know, and then so they destroyed it early on when there were six teams in the league, and they were the center place of hockey. They had the resources, right. they got all the players, boom, and then as time went on, they're probably their their overall success rate has been declining, but you know they're, they're holding on to the lead. By far, no other hockey team is even close to the Canadians in the number of championships won. So, and a few other sporting teams are even But, you know, close. if only, you, only go, out, if you go out a thousand years, it's yeah. going to be more parody. It's going to... But only the Yankees are close. And they they beat them. Mm-hmm. I think they're the only ones who are like in, in the 20X yeah. Yeah. range of, of, of championships for the yeah, I'm not sure who number two is in the NHL. But I guess in terms of, I'm saying in terms of team sports, right? Because right. like, like any yachting or something, there's America's Cup is mm-hmm. one by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I hear you. Right, what else do we got? Lots of, there's lots of stuff we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't want to get to it, because we, we often have shows where we miss things. <laughs> we forget. Right. Okay, so let's see. Um, oh, so the, for for this thing, uh, I this this uh, gaming thing that I did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You helped convince me to to do the the fundraising and, and, and to tweet about it because because mm-hmm. Damien was like uh, it was a week to it and I got no no donations and I was like oh, no, who cares and then Damien was like you got to get some people I was like oh, I don't know and I talked to you about it and I and I said. I'd, and he said, you, you should tweet about it. And I said, I don't know if I want to tweet about it. I don't know if I want to do that. And I, I, I use a line for community. I didn't remember the exact right. line. There was a John Oliver line. And he said something along the lines of, people follow my Twitter for fruit reviews and atheist rants. It would be betrayal to use that for fun right. <laughs> My argument was, we've, we have, people that follow you on Twitter have been your friends mm-hmm. for 10 years. Yeah. Right? And it's not like you're doing a fundraiser of the month. It's not like you're saving um, albino or, you know, alpacas with alopecia or something like that. Um, so I, I said you need to tweet this because I was going to, I was waiting to retweet you because probably more of our listeners follow me than you. And I, but I didn't also want to make it up and, yeah. you know, and just, you know. So I, I'm glad you did. And it, I'm well, glad you, I'm glad you convinced me because like you, were, you your... were exactly right. 
you you were you were right on, and you know, and, and I got people, and I even then you know convinced some family members, and I convinced some people from work to do it too, because like you said, I mean, as you say, I don't do this all the time. Mm-hmm. This is not something where I'm going to every, every even every year I'm telling people about this. And this right. is the first time I'm really asking for charity for something, right. and it's a good charity, and it's something that you know, who can't get behind? It was interesting. Stuff? I'm not saying you're wrong. It was interesting how you had to justify playing video games was a worthy endeavor. That was more of a fun thing to do. Okay, that, that, that was more for for my amusement. As but I think it was I think it was important. I think a lot of people's initial thing was he's going to be sitting in his easy chair for twenty four hours playing video games, as opposed to running a five k, right. which only takes a normal person a half an hour or less. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I think your justification actually, I think your justification was necessary. Okay. Um, I probably that I'm almost certain that crossed my mind that it's like he's playing video games for charity. You know, it, it, yeah. it it's novel enough that it seems weird. Right, and my justification was well. Let's face it, a 5K run is like not a. What, do you, right. what, what are you doing for charity? Doing a 5K run. Right. right. Yeah. But, you know, because this is a different thing that isn't popular, it mm-hmm. seemed weird. So yeah. I think your justification was necessary. Uh, so it sounds like you didn't really put a lot of. You didn't feel it was necessary. It seems like you didn't put thought well, I mean, into I, it. I wanted. Because at first the donation was just standard donation page and then I thought well let me let me tweak this a bit let me put it more in my voice and in my thinking there was like well people are going to see this and say well yeah that, that's not I don't there may be the person who says well I mean if it was a 10k run I'd support it but if it's just playing video games so, but, but at the same time I also felt like well I want to be I want to be humorous about it too Mm-hmm. And that's why I put in the thing about entropy and those. Stuff. <laughs> right, right. So I'm sure I, that was straight up Greg. Yeah, I, I just I, I wanted to, to to write the to at least write the appeal that was on the website in my voice, so people would know. I liked how you can watch this video if you want, but it's pretty sappy. <laughs> I, I said I assumed it was sappy. I didn't oh, see okay. It. So it, it, that reminded me. I didn't watch the video, but it reminded me of. Remember we went to the Brewers Ball, or what was that with the? Uh, um, yes. Yeah. What was that? That was for uh, cystic fibrosis. Okay, yeah. And they stopped the whole beer fest for mm-hmm. the guilt fest. Right. And, and that was interesting. I guess it's successful, but it just was too much. Yeah. Like, let's stop this whole thing for the guilt fest. Yeah, so that's why I put in my thing. You know, there, there's this video they want me to show you. I didn't watch it. It's probably too sappy. Because uh, I, I didn't watch it. I thought it was too sappy. It was cool. Tell me. Mm-hmm. No one said, told me it was cool. <laughs> I, so, I think everyone took your word that it's probably yeah. sappy. I thought of the Brewer's Ball. I'm like, yeah. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> the, the point was to, yeah, to to say, look, I mean, I'm, yes, yes, I'm doing this because, to me, playing video games is easier than a 10K run. <laughs> or 10K walk, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... It's not going to be a cakewalk, and the point is to raise the the ultimate point is to raise money for these people. And and uh, as I said in the pre-show, it's not like <laughs> it, it's not like I would do a twenty-four hour gaming session 
in almost any circumstances mm-hmm. because I, I would bail at a certain point. But this was I, all three of us who were there, we were gonna do it. We were going to go those twenty four hours, and it was it, the impetus was this thing. It mm-hmm. wasn't like it wasn't just oh we won a game for twenty four hours. It was you know we won a game sure, but you know we won a game and then we're then until we're not comfortable and then we're, we'll do whatever. But no, we were gaming for twenty four hours, mm-hmm. and. And the whole point is then to, to raise awareness of of what is a very very good charity. And like I said in the in the stuff, you know, actually what I sent out into to work, to, in everybody at work was, you don't have to donate, but if this at least gets you to know about the charity, then it's in your brain and you're stuck with it. And I've done my job. That's a good point. Not to mention that. Both Alan and Damien have had uh, family members who have been in the Children's Hospital program. I know Damien's uh, nephew, by marriage, has been in the Children's Hospital for a brain situation. And Alan's uh, daughter, Mackenzie, uh, went to Children's Hospital at one point for a situation. So, I mean, okay. they, they both have you know directly mm-hmm. impacted their life. So, uh, I think it's... Um, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's it's a great charity. Looked, I looked into it too. I checked to make sure that it was right. high quality charity. It was, you know, straight A plus. Okay, ninety like percent of the management fees aren't too high. It's like eighty nine point something percent of of the money goes directly to their charitable stuff. Right. So it's right on, you know, it's on the uh, the right. BBB's A list and all the other good stuff. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to do it. I you know. Assuming that, that the guys want to do it again next year, I'd be happy to do it again. But I want to wait a year to it. We talked about how, as it was like eleven and twelve hours, it was like oh, we we should do this, you know, once a month. <laughs> there was not that situation when we got to around seventeen <laughs> or eighteen hours. It wasn't like we should do this once a month. <laughs> but there, there, the, the session was, you know, twelve hours that we could do once a month. Right. It'd be hard to. And it's hard to organize that. It's hard to get that together. It's hard to. Add. You can't ask. I don't. Know, I don't know. Some people do, but you just can't ask for donations every month. No, no, it would, yeah. it would not be a donation. We just have fun. But also, I mean, because I brought my gaming systems and some clothes and a, a TV. You know, my 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 PlayStation TV with it and all this other stuff with it, and that would not. And my version circulator. I brought all this stuff. That I wouldn't bring necessarily if it was going to be just a gaming night with friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a preparation for us all to be together and work on this together and sort of support each other in solidarity as we went through this, which was a gauntlet. Even mm-hmm. though we're sitting there playing video games, right? It took it takes something out of you. I can just imagine Alan playing Madden as Denver Broncos for twenty four hours straight. <laughs> Uh, he played Madden. He played, I think, some some NBA games, and he played some uh, some either. I think it was Tom Clancy's Division, and maybe some Call of Duty. I think that's what he played. Uh, Damian played Destiny. He played Division with Alan. Uh, I think he. I'm not sure what else he played. So I played like the. Let's see. I played Destiny. I played the South Park game. I played. The Witness, I played that game either one, I played the Transformers game, played Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, and I played Journey. Cool. Yeah. 
and uh, I found a, a, a I was super, like I said, super impressed by Journey as a two and a half hour game, but a great, fantastic experience. And uh, the, the Transformers game was definitely fun enough for me to end. The right was a great way for me to end because I was enjoying myself running around as Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. bashing things. And, and, it was I like uh, it was not a puzzle game. <laughs> yes, <for sure. laughs> definitely not a puzzle game. Uh, but yeah, fun. Like I needed that to end. I think I needed something just bashing things and, and driving. It was funny when I first turned it on. You were just driving, practically, practically driving in circles, just ramming things. <laughs> it turned it on at the perfect time yeah. to kind of encapsulate your twenty-third hour. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, I, I, like I said, the, the worst hour was like around hour eighteen. Because that was when there were six hours left to go, or there were nineteen, right? Maybe when there were six hours left to go, it was like what was the time on the clock then? It was like two in the morning, right? It was, about, it was two in the, in the morning. So it would have been three, but it was two because it went back. Right. So I mean, that doesn't help, right? Because you're, yeah. It's not just that you've been doing it for eighteen hours; it's you've been doing it for eighteen hours, and it's your circadian rhythm is getting like go right. to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah. You're like, Okay. Okay. And so and that was that was the one time when not only did I just rest, but I also like did a little like shadow boxing in the corner, just like yeah, yeah, come on, <laughs> get yourself ready, get yourself psyched up, just be like, all right, come on, you can do this. Right. Yeah. I think that's. I think that was probably like piled on, right? Because it's also like the middle of the night. Yes. And you're at your low point where maybe if you like start at three a.m. And go through to two AM might like that. That actually, yeah, you might have a more success, but I don't know how you. But then you have to wake up. Yeah. I mean, starting at nine at, at nine thirty was probably probably the best choice because you start early enough that okay. When you when you're done, you can still sleep and you know get. I could be here for the show and mm-hmm. be you know yeah, be fine. But I, I and I think I'll be fine. You know, for work tomorrow, I, there shouldn't be an issue. So I think you know. I think I'm okay. If you just need you know a little more sleep, and I'll be I'll be uh, up to ninety percent, which is probably the, the, you know most of the time I go into work that ninety percent is about right. It, it, <laughs> I mean, how often do you, are you work where you're hundred <laughs> percent? I hear you. All right, let's see what else we got in here. Um, you so we didn't talk about uh, Surly. Are you done with those and, perks? Oh. Uh, yeah, I took two. That's all you had? No, no, I had probably 30. I took two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're good, aren't they? They're effective. I didn't even get to the point where I was... No, no. Oh. No, they're so... effective. They're effective at getting rid of pain. Yeah, so I took one when I got home from the hospital. And so they were... The perks are acetaminophen, right? No, they're acetaminophen and... Well, oxycodone. oxycodone, but acetaminophen. So, yeah. so okay. So, I, yeah, I, I was saying perks when I went to my post op. The doctor said Vike, but that's, that's ibuprofen, right? No, no. Vicodin is acetaminophen and hydrocodone. Okay, so that's what I had. Then I had Vicodin. Okay, I thought those were Percocets. No. Um, so I had Vikes. I I took one that day. But, but Vikes don't do it for me. Percocets, right. Percocets okay. really help me feel better. A Vicodin just makes me feel weird. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it, sure, it relieved the pain. So the first night was a Friday night. 
I wanted to have a beer. So I took a Vike early. You know, hours went by because mm-hmm. the acetaminophen beer, right, no yeah. good. So I had a beer. But that night, you know, knees super sore, in bed, covers. Like, even putting covers on my toes hurt. So, like, my left leg is out from under the covers the entire night, elevated on pillows. I had a horrible night's sleep. So Saturday night, I said no beer, and I saved the Vicodin for right at bedtime. Took a Vicodin. I slept great. And then after that, I didn't need anything. I didn't have – there was no constant pain, Right, that was gone. So you so you don't you haven't used all your bikes? No, I used two. And you don't need them. <laughs> I might keep them around in case they're good for my back. Is all I'm saying. Uh, okay, well, I'll let you know before they expire. Yeah. Um, they don't expire. I know. Uh, so yeah, like I said, after that, sure, I had some pain with motion and movement and stuff like that, but. Generally, ibuprofen will, will will do decent for that. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. But you know, once the once the constant ache was gone, I yeah. had no need for the the yeah. um, opioid abuse. It, it so did. we didn't talk about those. I had some really fun tweets about opioid abuse because opioid abuse is hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> so what did I? Oh, so you know, they shaved my knee before they scoped me. Yep. And then two days later. The hairs are growing back, and it was itchy as fuck. Yeah, right. So I, I tweeted, you know, will my Percocets help me with the itchy knee? And I got serious answers, like, no, 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 the opioids will make you more itchy. They make you itchy, yes. So I'm like, no, 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 I was joking. That, that People who have experience, they know that it, opioids make you itchy, so that's why sure. I usually take it. Uh, I, I, when I have, um, we take my Percocets, uh, I haven't had Percocets for a while, because I'm okay now with just ibuprofen, So occasionally there are some bad times. So what's Percocet? It's oxycodone, five oxy- milligram, general. Oxycodone. Oxycodone. Okay. So oxycodone and hydrocodone are two different things. Yes. All right. So, yeah, I have hydrocodone, acetaminophen. So those are Vicodin, Vicodin which are not okay. my favorite. But they, they, they're they okay for for, for my All right. So I confused. I Actually, I looked it up to figure out because it's generic, right? So I didn't say yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up because I thought I thought Perks and Vikes, I got it confused. I thought they were both hydrocodone and one was ibuprofen and one was acetaminophen. No, yeah, that's different. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So when I saw that I had the acetaminophen kind and Percocets is acetaminophen, I missed... No, no, no. Acetaminophen on both of them. Right, right, but... Acetaminophen is Tylenol. Ibuprofen. No, no, no. There's so, ones that are, that, that are hydrocodone and, and ibuprofen and there are ones no, that are no, hydrocodone no. Let, and let, acetaminophen. Right, let me explain my mistake. Okay. I knew Perks... And Vicodin were similar. Mm. I knew they had the same component. I thought they were both blah, 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 codone. And right. I thought one was ibuprofen and one was acetaminophen. So when I Googled it and I saw Percocets were blah, 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 codone and acetaminophen, that I had Perks. I didn't realize the difference between the two. Oxy versus hydro. Yep. That's what I missed. So that's why I was wrong. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> I actually find that. Uh, I, was, I was actually talking to a couple co workers about our whole weed conversation and how the 
edible is not the smokable uh-huh. enjoyment thing and whatnot. What uh, did they say? They were they kind at first they kind of disagreed. They kind of you know you told me that you know, smoking it gives you the better experience than than edibles yes. and tinctures and things like that. And but I think as I re-explained it, they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, they they got it," because you know, like you know, people that you know listen are listening this late in the yeah. post show. They know me. I've never puffed the smoke of anything, and I don't really want to. Which is frankly bullshit, because you have inhaled stuff from from cars and trucks. Yeah, sure. That's way worse for you than a puff of smoke from marijuana would do for you. So I, I, I just, I just want to I want to put hangups, man. Yes, yes. I, everyone's got to agree, agree. I totally agree. I don't want to be like, uh, I don't want, I, I don't want to completely make your point. I, I, I agree with your point. I understand your point. And I don't want to force you into it. However, I will, I do want to point out that there are flaws in your viewpoint and that it's not going to destroy... My viewpoint is I don't like the smoke things. Well, your viewpoint is you've never done it. Because I don't like it. You don't know that you don't like it. You've never done it. I don't it. like the idea of it. You don't like the idea of it, sure, but... You, that's that's not my viewpoint. I mean, that's my viewpoint, but it's not flawed to me. I don't want to do it. But... It's not like I think it's going to kill me. I just don't want to do it. But shouldn't you be open to experiences? I, everyone has their hang-ups, man. Yes. And I, like I said, I agree with you. It's my hang-up. And if, if that persists in being your hang-up, I'm not going to like think, of, think less of you because of it. However, I do think you would enjoy what inhalation of marijuana gives you versus what eating or eating marijuana. I, I think that you would enjoy the experience more. And I'm not suggesting that you have to do it. Uh, I am suggesting that I think you would appreciate it. And it's something that um, I I think you'd like. Knowing I know you enough sure. to know that I think you'd actually enjoy the experience. And I always and I feel sad that the one thing is hanging you up is something that, to me, really should. It, it feels like the people who just won't eat insects, and it's like <laughs> it's a, it's a hang up that's there. <laughs> there you go. It's a hang up that's there because of cultural reasons and things like that. Because it, it is a cultural thing essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if it wasn't, if it wasn't a concept that was. Yeah, you you probably feel the same about snorting something too, right? Yeah, pro yeah yeah. Well, that's because I don't know. I did. Like I'm not gonna. Like, I don't want to do heroin or coke. Like no. like not even close to like wanting no, to do and, any and of that I, shit. Look, I've done both, and I am not saying that you sh- that I think you'd like heroin or cocaine. And I'm not a guy who I don't snort heroin or cocaine anymore. I've done it, and I'm. I, and I've had the experiences, and some of them I will say I, I legitimately enjoyed, but I don't think you would have enjoyed them. And uh, and also, I just, for me personally, I think you you may agree that for, for most things, I don't have a very addictive personality. Uh, 
I don't, you know, don't get addicted to these kind of things. I mean, like, I'll, I'm always after a fun experience, mm-hmm. but I'm not like chasing the high all the time. Um, I I think that you would enjoy the experience you get, particularly like listening to music or thinking about something cool. You have some really cool times with it. I, I, the only reason why I thought about the, the alcohol thing at first is because I remembered that period where I went through where I was like, I got really uh, psyched out and um, I, I got very nervous and shit on, on marijuana. But then I realized, what was in my fucking 20s? And that, that was a whole different time of my life. And now I'm in my... And, and like, I, like I mentioned to, uh, to, to Alan... Uh, uh, another time, because he was like, he didn't smoke weed, because he's like, well, I mean, if I were to talk to somebody, I'd just feel like crazy. and be like, well, you're in your 40s now. The, the stuff you were worried about in your 20s in college is like, with talking to people, they, mm-hmm. you know, that's second nature now. You can do that in your sleep. And all the weed does is, it helps, is, if you're trying to concentrate on something, you're going to be affected by it, but if it's just something you do automatically, like say driving to work, or I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting you drive on marijuana, but I'm saying the stuff that you could do on autopilot, mm-hmm. you'll be fine at dealing with your kids, dealing with your wife, all that shit. <laughs> no, seriously, you'll be fine at because because it doesn't interfere with your ability to to do shit unless you get like super. I don't know if you smoked a you know, huge gigantic blunt or something. Uh, just like just just like. If you have a whole lot of alcohol, right? I mean, you can deal with with, with a, a moderate amount of alcohol mm-hmm. through all the training we've had. <laughs> uh, but and 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 you could you could deal easily with a de- with with a with a relatively, um, you know, uh, a, a, you know, relatively small amount of marijuana. But if you got a huge amount, you'd, you'd be a little bit crazy. But you, you're not going. To, it's not going to fuck you up to the point where you can't do shit that you would be able to do on autopilot. All right. I don't know. I, 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 have, I, I have a hang up. I just. I don't expect you to 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 change your mind immediately. I'm just. I'm throwing it out there. Maybe it's something that you. I mean, and, and there are ways that I can get it to you where where you, you won't be inhaling hot smoke. Where you won't even really almost know. I'd be willing to spend the money to get like a, a expensive vaporizer. Because <laughs> not not like one of those, not like one of those right. little like things, but right. like an expensive vaporizer where it goes into his bag and it's just like inhaling air. <laughs> because what what it does is it gets it to the right temperature where it doesn't smoke, but it releases the volatiles into the air. Uh, there's degrees, right? You know, yeah. I have to figure out. Maybe, maybe I'd be open to it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, like, it's, it's not smoke. It's not burnt plant matter at that point. It's just there's other chemicals in the air that will be they will be absorbed by your lungs, mm-hmm. and they'll so they'll go into your system uh, more directly and, and, and quicker than they will, and, and the effect will be different. But I will if you are willing to say, and I'm not asking you to say now. But if you're willing to say, okay, I'll do that, I'm willing to spend the money to get an expensive vaporizer. Because, <laughs> frankly, I mean, I don't like smoking shit that's you know, hot and, and stuff either. And, and, hey, that would be nice for me for when I do smoke. Because, uh, frankly, I, I find that it helps my back. From the West Coast to the East Coast, everybody be bragging, but I'm the one 
Yeah. And here's the, here's an example of, of so I I've smoked it for, uh, like at least a couple times a week I guess for the last for the last couple months. I bought an eighth of marijuana a couple months ago. I'm still not done with it. So that's an idea of like how little I actually smoke just to get the hell just to get the the, the bit that's like. Feels me. And I don't do it. I obviously don't do it at work. I just do it at the end of the day, night before I go to sleep or something. It's it's nice. It's a nice little thing, and especially if you're listening. If you if you haven't done it before, you listen to music, and I wouldn't. You know, I would say don't get drunk and stuff because you don't need that. You'll 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 enjoy it. All right, I'll think about it. Okay, that's all I ask. Don't forget your little token for uh, Betrayal of the oh, House yeah, on the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot that last week. I, I brought a couple... Um... Okay, I brought a couple... I brought Betrayal of the House on the Hill and Pandemic, hoping that maybe we'd have a chance to to cut in the video game time and, and play oh. one of those games mm-hmm. we, we never did. I tried to convince them to, to try it, but they weren't into it. So I was like, all right. I, I did one or two chances, and they, they never went for it. So I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's not going to happen. I mean, I would have, you know, I, I would have been into it for sure. You yeah. Know? Actually, I, I'd love I it. it would be a nice break to, like, let's get off the video games for a couple of seconds and try. Yeah. Because, I mean, that whole... Extra life thing was board tabletop gaming yeah. too, right? Yeah, any gaming. Yeah, I, I I joked, hey, drinking games count too, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, need to have a need to have another game night. That was fun. Yeah, I I will I will bring it up. All right. I, I it's I mean is is Tyler okay with it? That's the thing I got to clear, right? Yeah. She doesn't want to participate, but she doesn't want to be the mysterious spouse upstairs that never comes down. I don't know what she wants. No one's but... going to hold either against her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would make that point. If she wants to be the spouse upstairs, no one's going to hold against her. If she wants to join us, everyone's just enjoying themselves and having a good time. I mean, there is a little bit of like you know mockingly back and forth. But this, it's also moderated to the point where right. it clearly is something. It would never not, be directed at her. Yeah, yeah. And it, sure. If somebody's not enjoying it, then the, the people, these are good enough people that we do it with that they're sure. not going to be like attacking her for anything, for sure. Um, no, I'd definitely like to do that again. Try House on the Hill a couple more times. Be nice to play. Um, Code Words is fun. Dixit. Uh, other games. Dixit's fucked up. Dixit is great. <laughs> I have so many, so many more cards for Dixit. So many more now. Like, uh, like I have about five hundred different cards for Dixit. Jesus, okay. It's great, like huge amount. Of, it costs a lot. It costs like twenty bucks these expansions, and I got five expansions. Oh, jeez. So, but, but the art is great, and they're all they're all over the map. Okay. So it's really cool. But yeah, you need you need it. I least. just got a guy at work was getting rid of some games, and like he's like, come over and. Like I thought they were for the kids, and one of them was Cards Against Humanity. So I got a copy uh, of Cards Against Humanity. I mean, you're you're beyond it. Yeah, I know, but yeah, no. I, I mean, I, when you when you first start, it's it, it's great. It's a good introduction to the to the world of, mm-hmm. of different tabletop games. Because most people, when they think of you know, when you say, "Oh, let's play this game," like a oh, Monopoly, I've played that before. 
you gotta get past that period right. where people are like, oh, Monopoly, that shit. I played that when I was with my parents. I fucking hated it. And Scrabble. And it's like, no. <laughs> Those are not what we're talking about. We're talking about like these legitimately cool, interesting new takes on games. Right. I really want to play Seven Wonders with some adults. That'd yeah. be... I really want to get that game well, in. I will. Uh, I will bring it up and see if we can find a date. All right. Yeah, new Westworld will be out tonight. Yeah. Enjoying that show. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I talked a little bit about with you about my reservations, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I can express them here. So. It's not that... So, one thing I recognize about about Westworld is that the production values are fantastic. The actors are very good. I'm still not sure whether they're given the best lines or not. But the actors are very good. And good enough to elevate... So, so part of it is the a lot of the actors are hosts who were yeah. written by hack storyline writers right so <laughs> it's kind of engineered to be kitschy western that's that's a stretch i think stereotype type talk though well is it good the actors are good enough to elevate shitty materials so you still i'm still not sure whether the material is great or not and mm-hmm. i'm still willing to give it a chance it hasn't grabbed me yet but I guess that the wire took six, six episodes to grab. Me. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm you know certainly willing to, willing to keep with it uh, for as long as you know people you know as long as, long as it still is still intriguing to me. There are the my main problem, and I, I expressed this to you, and you said it, I think there was it was that you while you didn't necessarily agreed, you thought it was a good point, which was that like. I'm thinking about shows like, even like Lost or Breaking Bad, where mm-hmm. the, the the very first episode was one story, one contained story. Okay. The first thing, the first episode of, of Westworld was <laughs> six stories. I don't know. There are a whole all the threads started from the beginning. It wasn't just a self-contained story. It was a whole bunch of threads from the very beginning. So this is like mm-hmm. a, a this is something with a whole bunch of threads starting from the very beginning, and you don't know where it is. I heard an interesting theory about it. You want to know the theory? Sure. Okay. So, the dude with his friend. Mm-hmm. That is a story that's taking place 30 years in the past. The story is taking place 30 years in the past. And the dude with his friend becomes the man in black. So there's a. So that dude. So I did. So there was a moment. I think you've seen this episode, right? Where the blonde-haired dude gets shot, right, in the street. Yeah. And when he was. He's like, ow. When he was, well, he was down it for a second. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is he a host and not a visitor? You know, like, right. do they bring in new hosts on the train and the hosts don't know their hosts or right. something like that? I thought I was going to... And that might circle back around. 
It's possible. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not expect. Just, yeah. I'm not expecting it to cycle back around, but I mean, it, it could. So the the theory. There's been some things in episodes you haven't seen. Yes. Yeah. That kind of define those two characters a little bit better, and I don't think your theory. It's not my theory. Oh well, right. The theory you heard. It, it's still possible, but it seems pretty unlikely. And okay. I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil anything. But there's been there's some development with those okay. two characters. But but so the, yeah, the, and the, and with Ed Harris's character. But because his character's getting because awesome. at least so far in the third third episode, there's no necessary indication that the stuff that's happening on that particular timeline with him is going on with the other stuff that we're watching. The other stuff is sort of about the Westworld of the present, and this stuff with him is right. Westworld of the past. I'm trying to think of... I'm going to have to try to think if the storylines have crossed at all. They might not have. I guess it could. And, like, because there's been me- multiple days and re- redoings with the other stuff, but this his stuff is all one continuous narrative where there really hasn't been... Multiple days and shit going on. That's interesting. I'm, I'm gonna have to look at that because there's characters that have been in both storylines, and it seems linear, but it, it could not. It yeah. might not be. And you know, and the one thing that I thought of that I, I really that, that'd be that'd be crazy if they actually manifested that though. The one thing that I thought way- of when I heard it was because, again, only fifteen three episodes, but I remember the end of the third episode, Dolores encounters him and his friend. And the very beginning of the first episode, mm-hmm. the man in black goes, there's a hello, Dolores. <laughs> hello again, Dolores. So it's mm-hmm. like there's... I mean, like again, that, that doesn't prove anything. That could be... Yeah. It's less likely with what I've seen. I'm trying to but see. But nothing if, rules uh, it out. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to. S- <sighs> yeah, I guess they haven't met yet. Like there has not been a scene with both the the, the guys and Ed Harris's character in the same one yet. But there's a lot of there's a lot of characters that have crossed between both. That could be. Could could be. It'd be cool. It's one of those things. I'm like, oh, that's a cool. That's a cool way to you know throw a story in there. Because otherwise, I didn't like. Otherwise, that story seems very disconnected. I didn't like the Man in Black at first, but the the episode I've seen since uh, he's one of my favorite characters now. He's well, Ed Harris is a great actor. He's a great actor, but I mean. Just the character motivations and whatnot, you know. It, you get it. He's not just there to feed his id. You know, yeah. he's not just there to well, rape. He says, he says that he's been there for thirty years. Right, but I mean, it seems like he goes there to get all his raping and murdering out, so he can go back to the world and be functional. Even, uh, I can't. I don't know for sure, but at the end of the third episode, it's pretty clear he didn't rape Dolores. He probably just cut her open to get more maps and shit. So I yeah. think he's just looking for. Clues. Well, but I mean. On the surface, it looks like he's just the guy that goes there, rapes and murders, and then goes back to the real world where he can function because he has this outlet. He has this release. That's what I thought he was at first. Yeah. But you you see by the end of these, like, 
and he's you know completely unfazed by the bolts. He's just all right. Well, let's just you know this little game is playing around me, but I'm interested in the deeper game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there's definitely interesting things. He's almost there. like he's almost trying to Elon Musk, and he's trying to break out of the simulation. You know. But, I don't know whether break, break out well, or, or, or break into the simulation. Well, he he's going in there as my my analogy, I guess, would be he's going in there as a Skyrim character, like level one hundred and forty, and like the, there's there's the the stuff around them will try to attack him. It's like uh-huh, well, it's almost uh-huh. like Skyrim where he's done all the quests, yeah, and he either. Either, he, he either wants to become part of Westworld and never have to leave, or he feels that he has this like religious connection to it, and he's got to find the meaning of life, the meaning of Westworld, you know that kind of thing. Well, so, one or the other. Okay, well here's an example. Sometimes I go back into games after I'm done with them, and I look, and I have a fact of like all the secrets, and I go as a super powerful character and run around and find all the secrets. So imagine somebody who's doing that, who has done all the shit in the game. Yeah. Is super powerful, as you know, super high levels to the point where nothing can touch them. But they're just working around to try to find all. Oh, sure, and that's I what mean, he's doing. And he's, so he's like, so he's walking through like the first level, second level, and like, uh huh. Well, I mean, that yeah. that's kind of it, though. Yeah. He's not playing Westworld as a tourist. Yeah, he's playing it like an RPG where he's developing his character right. and he's leveling up and he's trying to. He's either trying to find the meaning of it, or he's trying to find the crack that breaks right, it, yeah. or he's trying to upload himself into it. Because there is a theory going around there that Arnold uploaded himself into Westworld. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I only heard about Arnold in the third episode. <laughs> right. But I... I but so, I, so I, like, I don't... There's you no... Could tell, I told my friends who had watched the, you know, the, the, the... All five, like, you could tell me your theories and there's nothing right. in... So here's one I just... Here's good. one I just thought of, which... No spoilers for anything you've seen, but... What if he... Again, this whole thing of hosts not thinking they're guests. You know, what if... What if and Harris's character is Arnold or something like that. Now, yeah, that, that's something that was tossed around. Because there's this... I'm going to give you a little... It's not a spoiler, but there's a scene in the latest you can episode... You tell me anything. Be yeah, a, there's a scene in the latest episode where Ed Harris's character meets with Anthony Hopkins' Yeah, I know character. that, yeah. Like, and they have this sit-down. And it, I guess if Anthony was keeping his cards close to his chest, not trying to spoil that Ed Harris is... Arnold, the, the, but however, in the second episode, the the techs go up to to the security guy and they say, "This guest, not host, this guest is doing some crazy things. Do you want me to change mm, it?" Right. And it's Ed Harris that that man does whatever he wants. Yeah, because so, people, I took yeah. that as he has spent millions of dollars, right? Yeah, and he can do what he wants. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to have to look for those two timelines that are not disconnected. I have to look for that. That's a cool theory. Yeah. I can't think of I, I can't think of anything that crosses them just yet. It's a fun show. It's a really fun show. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh, 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 I found it. There's a. Oh, I was looking for that 
um, a GIF of that the other day for work, and I found a GIFy where it did it did showed surprise motherfucker, but then there was another black guy, and he's like some fries motherfucker, and then he said um, disguise motherfucker. You know, he went through like six rhyming things. It was it was a really funny yeah. GIF. But to me, like it, it, it's all about the delivery. <laughs> yeah, Dokes was great. Yeah, Dexter went down super, super hardcore. Once Dokes was gone, yeah, that's what surprise, it was. Surprise, yeah. motherfucker! Surprise, motherfucker! Oh, I like turtles. I like turtles. Oh, I think it's enough. Hey, they, look at that. We didn't do any physics tonight. Holy no, shit. No, I have, I have some interesting stuff to talk about physics in, in, this, in the more, like, what we talked about last week. So in the more general realm, because I told, I said that my, my cousin asked these questions, and, mm-hmm. and, and I have, I've written down a couple things. I didn't bring it with me, but I have a book. Of it was funny. Last week, when Matt asked yeah. about the Higgs boson, I thought you did a really good job of describing and walk, building enough foundation to talk about it. And after you did all that, he's like, well, what about God? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, but the I, thing I, was, he, he clued us in earlier that he's already an atheist, yeah. right? So he was looking for a silver bullet. Yeah. For like a one-liner put down for his friend, you know, his people he's arguing with. Yeah. And you didn't give him? Well, no, because he's talking to people who were like interested in the physics matter, so I can't give him this. Well, you bullet. didn't give him the soundbite he wanted, right? Yeah. Because so <laughs> I thought you did a really good job of the foundation. I, I thought it too that I listened back to it and I went super fast. Like I like oh. in like twelve minutes I covered it. I was going really fast. Now for someone like you who understands the stuff, okay, you got it. And as me, I was listening back to it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm right. And like I, nothing I said was wrong, but I went like really, uh, really fast. See, I everything. thought you. I mean, you have. It was a lot of information. Yeah, maybe you could have found. 20% to trim out? I don't know. I don't I, know whether it was necessary to trim out, but just like asking him midway through, yeah. do you get this? Are you under Because I, I just went really fast through it. Kind of just an overview. And like I said, nothing I said was, was wrong. I, I got the detail wrapped. I was like, man, I I went through it like, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, yeah. But the thing was, is like, but what about God particle? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the, the thing was, I just did, I didn't have an answer. Now. We described that answer first, where we said it's a goddamn yeah. particle. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, to, be- to me, the interesting thing is, what does the Higgs do? Not why is it called a God's particle? To him, it was how can I use this to, to tell people? That, I, I, I guess how can people to tell us that God isn't there? And I was like, well, that's it's, 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 you can't say God isn't there just because of particle physics. <laughs> That was, it was yeah. it was interesting because as soon as he went back and I'm like, <laughs> we wasted all that time because that wasn't the, what he was looking for. But I will say, I mean, like, like I said, the stuff I, w- I was saying that mm-hmm. I wish it was a little bit slower, but that was all. I, it was good stuff because it was no, I think general enough that people that basically people could understand it. Right, there was nothing. I didn't go into huge and mm-hmm. go any mathematical stuff. I just went into like no, the basic I think, I think found, that was, conceptual foundations. I mean, sure, it is more basic than the kinds of things you've been trying to teach to me. But I think it was a lot more accessible. I think a lot of our listeners might have got a lot of understanding from that the kind of description. 
Uh, so I thought it was really good. See, and that's what I was working. That's what I've been working on now. Is I have a my little simple view binder, which with a bunch of simple, simple examples of concepts, not deep, but mm-hmm. on that level of various concepts, like quantization, like fields, like frames of reference, like, uh, like. Um, why well gravity the, the why gravity versus why why gravity doesn't work with with quantum mechanics it requires you to know a little bit about Feynman diagrams but other than that that much uh it's still pretty you know it, it's all basic stuff i don't get into math i just get into sort of basic conceptual concepts that you can think of why what's the difference like, one of my favorite questions that that uh, um that one asked me was what's the, that gravity is this she you know, she learns that gravity is this field and not a force but magnetic stuff is a force and it's done by particles why is that mm-hmm. and my whole thing was well think about it as okay so you have a mass that causes these fields and those fields are how gravity works as a sort of field in space, but you can also look at magnets and you can learn about the fields. And those mm-hmm. are fields in space. And charges follow those fields the same way that masses mm-hmm. follow those fields of gravity. And that's the same thing. So it's just a way of looking at it. It's not that they're different. It's just that you can look at them in different ways. Gotcha. Oh, well, I just wanted, I wanted to just ask you something. What was it? Shit. Oh, lost it. So maybe I bring that book that I'm the the the, the, the pages that I, that I'm like working on and, and mm-hmm. go through little things and see if you have any comments because you know this this is all stuff you know. Um, right. Like the reason why that I went really fast but it was successful for you and hopefully for people who listen is because I've gone over those topics a couple times. You know the topics well enough yeah, now. To maybe really that's it. To, I just thought you did a really good job at people with very low entry level. I thought it was maybe not everything, but it was understandable. Yeah, enough enough of the concept to get your for a twenty minute Higgs yeah. boson talk. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the point was you know get it done. I mean it, it was quick, but yeah, the thing the thing that I liked about it when I was listening to it was I went very fast, but there was nothing about it that was overtly wrong or really telling right. the wrong maybe, story. Maybe a little too much detail. I think early on you really went into the Higgs field more than you needed to, I, I think. I kind of wanted to, 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 to get the concept of fields in there. Right. Because the fields and particles are related, and if you don't no. have that concept, then they then the whole okay. what is the Higgs particle versus Higgs field feels a little... It feels like disconnected things. I wanted to make okay. sure that the idea of you have a field and temperature can be considered a field, but at a very singular point, fields are just we describe them as particles. It, that's a, it's just a hard thing to get across. Right. It seemed to me maybe you went a little too deep at the beginning in the field part, you know, for the ultimate answer. But uh, like I said, I think for I, I thought. The scope and level of that discussion was really good. Some of your best. You so. helped with that because you helped me understand. I, I pulled you back at one point. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but me describing it to you over the course of this oh, stuff as sure. well helped me 
understand it simply enough. Because like when I when I described this stuff to you, it was not that simple. Mm-hmm. But in the course of me teaching it to you, me learning more, me teaching it to you again, me teaching you different aspects, mm-hmm. that is me me teaching something is me learning something. I got a, a tweet from Rubio. He listened to the beer meet last episode. And he tweeted me before he listened to the post show. He's like, oh man, I hope since the beer museum guys are that this isn't going to be another physics lecture. I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, it wasn't a, it wasn't the, the high, the no. intense stuff. So. No. It was, if somebody has been listening to all the physics stuff that I talked about, and they would have gotten everything. Uh, if somebody is listening to it unclear, and it went a little fast, and and without somebody who has questions, it, you know, right. he had no questions, and there was no like I was just explaining at him. I didn't have any presentation. Yeah, I was waving my arms around, but that doesn't really translate to radio. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. So I mean, I think it was a good job. I just I think he had an agenda. I think he wanted a certain answer. But yeah, I I. I Listening back to it, I agree that I think it did a good job. I just gotta, I gotta find a way to get those bits into a mm-hmm. more parsimonious and, and either smaller or at least conceptually easier to to right. grasp things. But it is a hard. I mean, explaining the Higgs the Higgs boson in fifteen minutes <laughs> is just hard to do because hard to do while not giving any major misconceptions. Because like I dislike. Uh, I mean, if I, I was if I was tasked with doing it, and granted, there would not have been as much detail, but yeah. I would have I would have explained how particles are a representation of forces and charges and things like that, and I would have kind of explained how the electron is the particle that conveys electricity, electromagnetic force, you know, things yeah, like that. Not the part of well, see, I'm wrong. But you know, I would have I would have walked in from things they've heard of, down to the Higgs boson, and, right. and explained how this particle is visible. You know, and talk about how you have to use higher energies to get these things to precipitate out, right. and then say, you know, this is the one for mass. You know, that's kind of the angle. That's the path I would have walked. Yeah, but see, but, that the, the problem I have with that is that it's fundamentally incorrect. This is not the particle for mass, but the, it's. If people right, think that, okay. but I wanted to, I wanted to, to not give any major inconceptions while making the it particles. Simple. But okay, so now I'm going to ask a question okay. as the student, right? And that is now this the Higgs boson isn't a particle; it's it's the field. But you know, the way we find these things is by raising the energy so right. they be come out as a particle yeah i'm using very low level terms here mm-hmm. yes but they come out as a particle they precipitate out as a particle yes so we got the higgs to actually precipitate out as a particle and then as the energy dropped it went back into the higgs field right or something along the or decayed or whatever it does okay well so we we got a high enough energy to vibrate the higgs field to the point where we could see, we could see the decay particles indicating that we got a bit of the higgs field itself to vibrate 
But what's responsible for mass is not the Higgs field itself, but the interaction that these other particles have with the Higgs field, as opposed to any, as opposed to the Higgs field itself being right. mass or the mm-hmm. particle itself being mass. It's right. that interaction sure. that provides mass. Okay, sure. Because mass only comes from interactions. Mass okay, all right, I got you. But his question was about the Higgs particle. Yes. Not about mass. Yeah, but I, I felt, and I still feel this way, if I just explain a Higgs particle, if I just say, well, it, I mean, I, I don't know a way to... Uh, okay, I get it, right? If you explain the Higgs particle, but not the background, it's like, okay, and? Yeah. So... I don't think he probably didn't appreciate that the standard model predicted it, and if we didn't find it, then a lot of things need to be rethink, rethunk. You know, that was probably rethought. Uh, that's probably. Uh, I think either one works really. Rethought uh, is probably the most correct, yes. but who cares about that? Um, so I mean, that was one part of it, right? It's like we have like fifty years of observation proving this all right and now if one doesn't prove the next step then it just topples you know that kind of thing or the theory topples you have to the theory needs serious critical re-examining and again one thing that I may try to make clear was that it's it's still a conceptual theory that of course falls apart in certain circumstances and it's not a complete theory but as a framework for understanding it's the best we have so far and Mm -hmm. If there was something significantly wrong with it, then there would have been some major, major questions that we had, and this was just showing that. And no, our understanding of this particular theory and how it relates to reality is pretty close. There, at least in terms of our ability to to discern, they're very, very similar. Reality and this theory. Right. Now, there's clearly this, this theory is not complete. This theory does not describe reality one to one, but the the understandings we can glean from this theory as to how reality operates continue to be very, very successful and and continuously support our 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 understanding. As we go so I, I think I'm honing in on what I was trying to say, but I think if you could have, we could have just worked on this angle. Yeah. I think it would have satisfied Matt's question. Probably, you're probably right, but it was a good exercise to, to get sure. out as much of the Higgs particle, as good an explanation of the Higgs particle as I think is. I learned things. Yeah, is, is possible in that short time while not telling any lies and, and not and not making it why not obfuscating anything that's un, not, not not telling anything that, that's blatantly false. I should say, uh, like. Like I would say that, like, like that the Higgs particle um, gives mass, which is wrong. I just had an idea. I'm going to search for a Trump quote generator. There's got to be a great Trump well, quote here, generator. Okay, th- this Trump quote got me because I, I haven't been paying much. I haven't like been doing much in terms of saving this, but this. Yeah, Trump there quote, they are. Donald Trump quote generator. Several of them, of okay, course. I, I'm sure, but this this was an actual Trump quote that. I, I showed like I don't even normally like show this other people. I showed this to David. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Because this was the Trump quote. I couldn't even believe I had heard from him. This quote. Okay, this is the quote. Ready? 
Alright, I want to full attention for this quote. When you have all of these different people to get involved politically, oh, right. it's demeaning to the political process. Yeah, I saw that one. I saw it just not today. What? What? <laughs> And that was just like my mind exploded. I was like, "What the? Are you kidding me? What kind of cognitive dissonance is going on in this brain? How can this brain be that?" (laughs) I saw that quote today, and just the iron irony of, oh my god. Yes, because politics was invented where everyone agreed all the time. Did you did you listen to Hamilton by chance? Not, anyone? Not, not only that, but but Trump, have you been to Hamilton? Not not even that, but it's demeaning to the political process. Look at a fucking mirror. Oh yeah. When you have all these different people to get involved politically, it's demeaning to the political process. His whole argument is, I'm outside of politics. And now he's saying when you have all these different people get involved politically, it's demeaning to the demeaning. You are See, fucking I, I, demeaning I, to the political process. I, I understood it as getting lots of people with different points of view is uh, anti-typical of politics, right? But that that that's not even the, yeah. not, not anywhere near close to the what what just fucking got me because I can't see that's what it got me it was like politics are different people coming together and working on the problem and 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 he's saying that having different people coming together working on the problem ruins politics that's how I read it but my my reading is even worse (laughs) my reading is you shouldn't have people who aren't aren't politically people involved in politics because that demeans politics and he has done nothing but demean politics his entire campaign. His entire fucking existence has been demeaning people. I'm I'm just like flabbergasted that that, that someone can have that kind of cognitive dissonance. Like, not that kind of radical unself-awareness. Alright, so here's my generator. So this Trump quote generator asked me for five things. I had to put in a, pl- uh, a noun that is moving. I had to put in a, uh, a plural noun that relates to Wall Street. I had to put in some other things. I Just like a Mad Libs? Kind of, yeah. You have to be hit by a pancakes, literally. A pancakes to use it because I put pancakes in for the moving the can be moving. So for Wall Street, because the bull balls are so high. Because there's the bull with the balls in Wall Street. No. no. Here's here's a a thing that so Michael Moore It doesn't get very good at the end, so Michael Moore is doing this this he did this tweet that uh, um, so, so Jessica Ellis tweeted and said this is spectacularly not true this is Michael Moore's tweet no woman ever invented an atomic bomb built a smokestack initiated a holocaust melted the polar ice caps or organized a school shooting I, look I get that Michael Moore wants to you know, support Hillary Clinton and support women and all that mm-hmm. but just being fucking lying about all that shit is completely unhelpful and completely untrue. The first, like, 
the first like thanks pop- Michael Moore for reminding me why I don't like you. The first popularized school shooting was a woman. The <laughs> no woman invented. Think about all the computers who were involved in the atomic bomb presses. Not only phys- uh, there are other there were women physicists there involved in making the atomic bomb. Built a smokestack. Women have been involved in in this stuff for for centuries. Initiated a Holocaust. Ava Brown. Think about all the people who there there were people who were part of of concentration camps who were women. Uh, melted the polar ice caps. How many p- people who are uh, energy hairspray? Duh. <laughs> energy executives <laughs> are women. This is like. Uh, Okay, look, the point of equality is not putting women up on some kind of fucking pedestal like they are like they are advanced beyond men or something like that. That's not the fucking point. The point is treat people equally and that means not giving privileges to men but not making women into some sort of paragons of ultimate fucking goodness. Right. I mean, he wanted to... I know what he wanted so, to do. Right. It's fucking bullshit. Sure it is. And I never really cared for Michael Moore. And I was kind of surprised over the last uh, year or so that I haven't had... Uh, he hasn't receded my reason for disdain- hating him. Uh, so I'm glad he did that because that helps. I mean, the point was women are less aggressive than men, so they'd probably be a pretty good leader, right? That, that's just... That is a cultural thing. In many cultures, though. It's it's in many cultures, but we were dominated... The, the world has been dominated by a Western and uh, patriarchal culture for a long time. But there are cultures that... Uh, and and, and, and uh, a woman who has been a state senator and a secretary of state is not one of the docile ones. No, she's she's uh, she's been involved in wars that have killed thousands of people, let's be honest. Right, it's, saying women are less aggressive than men isn't... All women, you know. But I mean, but she, he said no woman ever. Right, right. Invented atomic bomb. Just a little bit of hyperbole, false. man. Just Built a smokestack. False. Initiated a holocaust. I don't know about initiated, but it was involved. It was in a deepism, Greg. Greg, just a deepism. Melted the polar ice caps. I mean, no woman, no man or woman ever melted the polar. Like, they never took a torch. To, well, I mean, it, like melted the fucking ice caps. He contributed uh, or organized a school shooting. What, like I said, the, the, the very first school shooting was a woman. So it's like deepism, man. Deepism. Sounded good to him at the time. I mean, as this woman is curing open, I'm looking at this responses like, yes, women have had less power overall in the last 10,000 years of human history. Doesn't mean something about women makes us angelic. That's. You have to. You can't fucking lose sight of the fact that we're still people. Mm-hmm. And we're still like. We're still living in a chaotic world, and and we're chaotic things. And there's not, there's not some all loving force of good that women represent, or all loving. It's not, you know, what's sugar spice and everything nice, and versus uh, snakes and tails snakes, and puppy dog tails. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind. It's that kind of stupid, like that kind of non. Uh, um, non-introspective and super generalized thinking that elects people like Trump. So I had another tweet idea that I couldn't get. I thought it was too easy and too political. And that was, uh, 
we're in uh, Schrodinger's democracy. <laughs> democracy is both alive and dead right now. We won't open the box till Tuesday. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether Trump will destroy democracy. I think that's probably hyperbole. <laughs> probably. Uh, but hyperbole is fun. But the, the other point also is just because you want women to be blonde and stuff doesn't mean you get to erase women from history, both the bad and good. And doing that, erasing women from history is just as bad. Erasing bad women from mm-hmm. history is just as bad. As uh, racing the good river history. I mean, you. True. Yeah, it, it's. Anyway. Okay, I think I'm done now. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was a good talk. Yeah. All right, on to 402. Cypress Hill makes everything better. Yeah. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs>